It's summer, y'all. Sun's out, guns out. Well, still working on my guns, but you know what I mean. We are doing summer things. We are swimming and kayaking, and some of us are running or playing disc golf or hiking, whatever it is that you are doing. Maybe you are getting your tan on right now. If that's you, I am so sorry. You get, you, I know you just gotta be jealous right now, but that's okay, that's okay, you'll get there. But even though summer is finally here, it's been kind of an abnormal one. Probably not like any other summer we've ever experienced before. I mean, for so many of us, we just got out of being stuck in our homes for weeks. And unfortunately for some of us, we're gonna have to be in our homes for a little while longer. So many unknowns, and we've seen a lot of un rest. Let me say it this way. You've waited for sun-filled days. Instead, you're in a sun-filled days. One of the weirdest things about this summer is how quickly we can go from being extremely happy to being extremely angry. It's been a real situation, guys. Some, you know, all of a sudden, let's, let's just say you're, you're in a good mood. Sun's out birds are singing, you're just hanging out, barbecue is cooking, you are feeling real nice. And then, then one Facebook post, then one Instagram meme, then one tweet, and before you know it, you are losing your mind. We have been seeing some things that have made us so angry, so frustrated, and, 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 and I know, I mean, all of a sudden, you, you don't even know yourself. You're ranting about something political or, or you're ranting about some, some theory of, of conspiracy. You don't even know yourself sometimes this summer. And when I think about anger, I decided to look up some stats and they certainly don't encompass every single person, but these are some stats. Well, the average woman loses her temper three times a week compared to the average man who loses his six times a week. Women tend to get more angry and more often at people where men get to, to get a little bit more angry at things, computers, mechanical things, hammers, you know what I mean. Women tend to be more verbal in their anger, but men tend to be more physical in their anger. Now here's an interesting one. Single adults tend to express their anger twice as much as married adults. I think we're at a place where we all are most likely to express anger at home because we get angry more often with the people that we love than we do an actual stranger in the street. The people that can make us the most angry are, are the ones that love us the most because they know how to like potentially hurt us or make us frustrated or, or, or just know how to push our buttons and us them our spouses, our kids, our family members, our closest friends. But, but anger is not always wrong. Believe it or not, anger isn't always wrong. In fact, there are many situations where anger is actually the appropriate response. I mean, when you think about it, somebody's trying to harm your spouse or your kids or your family member, or, or maybe there's some great injustice that you see, or greed, or abuse, or racism, whatever it is that you think is unjust or not good, anger can actually be an appropriate response. 
Anger can even be an evidence of love. Now, when we think about it, why is that? I think it's because we're made in God's image. And God is an emotional God. We serve an emotional God who, who, who actually, our emotions we understand because we read them in the scriptures, which also makes us emotional beings if we're made in God's very image. In fact, 375 times the Bible shares with us that either God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit got angry. So there are definitely some things in this world that might cause us to be angry. But here's what we need to understand, that there is righteous anger and there is unrighteous anger. Now, there's a, a right way to be angry and a wrong way to be angry. There is an appropriate way to be angry and an inappropriate way to be angry. I guess I'll say it this way. Anger is not always wrong, but uncontrolled anger is always wrong. And today we're gonna address what the Bible has to say about anger, but why don't you pray with me first? Father, we just ask in Jesus' name that you would help us recognize, Father, if there are uncontrolled things in our lives. If we allow our emotions to control us in some ways, Father, even if we don't believe that right now, but it's a blind spot in our life, Father, would you just let us all individually, as we're hearing this, as we're looking at this, uh, know if that is an area in our lives that we need to work on. God, I thank you for your word that brings truth, and we understand the truth, it will set us free. And we ask that in Jesus' name, amen. Man. So we're going to talk about uncontrolled anger, and we're going to look specifically in the book of Ephesians. So why don't you read with me? Don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Uncontrolled anger is sinful. And we're going to look in the Proverbs specifically today to look at all of the wisdom speech around what is good anger and what is sinful anger. So why don't we look at Proverbs 25. If you cannot control your anger, you're as helpless as a city without walls open to attack. Essentially, you are defenseless. The scripture compares someone who cannot control their anger to a city without walls. In ancient times, a city without walls was completely defenseless. Any roving gang or marauders can come through and pillage and steal and kill. Think about that. The scriptures compare us to a city that's completely defenseless because we can't control our anger. Think about it this way. When you tell someone, ooh, you make me so mad, Essentially, what you're telling them is that they control you. They control your life. They control your emotions. You have an inability to control your own emotions and someone else is controlling you. That idea is, is the idea of us being defenseless. If somebody can do something that makes us so angry we can't control it, then we are a city without walls. Let's keep reading some more Proverbs. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. And some of you might say, you know what, Tito? I don't struggle with anger. That's not me. You don't know me. I'm a calm person. Well, that might be true, but let me at least share with you four ways that I think we express anger, four kinds of ways that we express anger. And you might find yourself in there or you might find some others. I get that. But my challenge to you is really look in the mirror and see if you see yourself in any of these. The first one is 
the exploder. So angry, they explode and do something they regret. An example of this in the scripture is Adam and Eve's sons, Cain and Abel. Cain is so upset that he eventually explodes in anger and he attacks his brother. Let's read. Cain became furious and he scowled in anger. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Focus on the word attacked. That's the exploder. Let's look at another one. The mute. They don't blow up, they clam up. Mutes don't get violent, they get silent. And they always refuse to admit when they're angry. It's kind of frustrating sometimes if you love or care for someone who is kind of the mute angry person. For instance, you might say, honey, I, I can see that you're angry. No, I'm not. Babe, babe, clearly you're angry. Let's talk about this. Shoot, I'm not. It's so hard to talk to someone who's angry like that because they're not going to respond to you. I kind of, I kind of call that crock pot anger. It stews and it, it simmers and it's a slow burn. They don't just vomit all over you and, and explode on you. It's a slow burn and it's really tough. But my wife Molly says that a person that does that is like a person who swallows poison hoping that the other person dies. And here's another kind of angry person. It's the martyr. The martyrs are pros at holding pity parties. They wanna hold a pity party for themselves. They announce it, they invite themselves, and they're sure to post all the pictures from their pity party for everyone else to see. A picture that I see about that is the prodigal son. Here we have a brother whose brother is literally out in the world and lost, so lost and so far from God. And he comes home in humility and the, the father celebrates him and embraces him and then throws a party. But the prodigal son's brother is outside throwing his own kind of party. Here's what it says. The elder brother was so angry, he would not go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. Anybody know someone like this? Or maybe you are someone like this. It's okay to admit it because it's the first step in saying, okay, God, I think I need help in this area. Do you know someone that needs to be coaxed and pleaded with and pampered in order to get them to not be angry anymore, to even admit that they're angry in the first place? And they make everybody else miserable. The idea is if they're not happy, then no one's gonna be happy. And the last way that I think that people express anger is the revenger. The motto of the revenger is, I don't get mad, I get even. Now, a lot of movies and a lot of shows are built around this category of anger. They, they never tell you to their face that they're angry. They're subtle, they're sly, they're sarcastic, maybe they're passive aggressive. Maybe they, they give little jibs and jabs and cuts, or may, someone might even try to sabotage you. And when they, they say something that's actually harmful and you call them out on that, they might say something to the effect of, come on, man, you can't, keep, you can't handle a joke. I was just kidding. I was just joking. When you really know that something is wrong. Now, in the scriptures, we see that religious people were very good at doing that. I mean, even think about religious people today. Oh, bless your heart. That means you're an idiot, right? That means they have a problem with you. Or, 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 or they use prayer requests as a way to spread bitterness. As an example in the scriptures, we see religious people doing the same to Jesus. They were so ticked off at Jesus, but they wouldn't tell Jesus to his face. Let's read. 
But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss one another what they might do to Jesus. All right, so here we have the exploder, the mute, the martyr, and the revenger. I want you to self-identify right now, even if you don't normally do this, and type in the chat which one you are. The exploder, you just explode. The mute, you're silent but deadly. Uh, the martyr, where you're throwing yourself a pity party, uh, but you're making sure everybody knows. And the revenger, I don't get mad, I get even. So go ahead and throw that in the live chat right now. But while you're doing that, I wanna talk about what the Bible actually does teach about anger. The, bo the book of Proverbs is so beautiful because it dives into what it looks like to have healthy and unhealthy anger. But it also warns you about anger. And so here's some of the things it teaches us. The first thing is we need to calculate the cost of anger. Believe it or not, there is a price tag on your anger. There's a price tag. It costs you something. Here's what the scriptures say. An angry person causes trouble and a person with a quick temper sins a lot. You're gonna get in more trouble, you're gonna sin more often if you are angry all the time. And there's not a lot of places in scripture where it says you're going to get in trouble a lot. And this is one of the areas with your anger. Let's, let's kind of, let's, let's shoot through a few others that Proverbs tells you. Proverbs tells us that hot tempers cause arguments. It says that anger causes mistakes. It also says that people with hot tempers do foolish things. Now, I seem easygoing, I seem lighthearted, I get that. And I am, I really am. But sometimes I allow my anger and my frustration to get the best of me. If I were being completely honest, I feel like I relate to all four of those things. Sometimes I'm a revenger, sometimes I am a mute. I can literally look at all of those things I have exploded before. In fact, now that we're kind of talking about the summertime, I remember living in Florida and going to the beach with my family. Now, the first thing you need to know that if there were ever a pool situation, a lake situation, or a beach situation, I'm choosing the pool every time. The beach is really tough. I'll go to the lake, that's fine, but the lake and the beach are really tough, and here's why. Because you gotta lug all of the junk with you. You gotta pack it up, and then you gotta throw it in the car, and then you gotta drag it, because the parking lot is always at least nine to 15 miles away, and you gotta drag it to wherever your spot is. I hate it so much that actually I did a TikTok about it. Check this out. Okay, I might be being a diva, I get it. But man, I really do feel that way. And when I feel that way, I get frustrated. In fact, I remember a specific time. My wife and I went to the beach. The wind was blowing like crazy, but that's okay. We just wanted to go to the beach. We had already packed everything up, drove 40 minutes to get there. We're like, listen, we're going to the beach. Get out. The wind is so hard. It's smacking everyone in the face with the sand. The waves are huge. We're pretty sure, you know, the wave's gonna suck one of our kids out into the ocean. We get so done, I just say, forget it, we're leaving. We pack everything up, we get into the car, close the door of this really sweet ride. I can say that because it wasn't mine. It was my father-in-law's. Our minivan did not have air conditioning in Florida. Yeah, that was a problem. So he graciously lent us his brand new Mitsubishi Montero. Woo, that thing was smooth. But I was so angry, I packed everything up, closed the doors, got into the Montero, and then backed up. And when I backed up, I rammed it into a palm tree. 
thousands of dollars of damage because I wasn't paying attention. Man, I was wrecked that day. I had to go to my father-in-law and tell him what happened. That was a humbling day. And that's what the scriptures mean by when you have a bad temper, it can bring trouble all the time. It can bring trouble, it can bring sin, it can cause arguments, it can make you do foolish things, it can make you even, uh, people lose respect for you. I don't know, having a bad temper, you can lose your job. You, you can absolutely even hurt your health. You under, you know that 51 diseases are associated with anger. That the more angry you get, the more likely you are to get one of these diseases. 51 of them. Anger destroys relationships. Whether you are uh, you, you and your parents are a stranger, you and your child are a stranger, or or whether um, a coach then loses players or a supervisor loses employees, whatever it is, uh, you can ruin relationships by simply being angry. Now, another thing that it teaches us is that we need to look past their words to look at their pain. Proverbs 19 teaches us this. A man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory or to his credit to overlook an offense. Here's what I mean by that. When I say look past their words to look at their pain. What I mean is many people who say something insulting to you to say something hurtful to you, that oftentimes comes from a place of pain in their own lives. And if that's the case, then we need to look past their words to look at their pain. We need to understand that hurt people hurt people. And you have to decide, am I going to overcome evil with good or am I just gonna retaliate to their level? The next thing we learn is to think before reacting. When somebody starts to push your buttons, whether it's visibly or it's hidden, or maybe they do it in a manipulative way, which is, oh, that's the worst, I get it. Then you still need to think before reacting. You need to think before you speak. I'll say it this way. Anger control is largely a matter of mouth control. You shouldn't respond impulsively. You need to put your mind in gear before you put your mouth in gear. Proverbs says this also, a fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise person quietly holds it back. In the Hebrew, that literally means to cool it down. The idea is when you get angry, you need to do your best to cool that anger down. So here's what you shouldn't do when you're angry. You shouldn't respond immediately back with a text. You should not do that. You should not respond immediately with an email. You should not do that. You should cool down and calm down. Now, let me say this. I'm going to give you a pro tip that a mentor gave me a long time ago. And he said, if you really want to respond with an email, fine, go ahead. Just make sure you do this. Type it all out. Get every feeling, get every emotion, get everything completely out in that email. And then get ready to press send. But instead of pressing send, press delete. Delete it all. And then take a breath, calm down, and come back to it and start all over again. And it has worked for me every single time, as opposed to when I've sent an emotional email or a response to a text back before, it's almost never worked out for me before. Now, what people don't realize is that anger is contagious. I know, I know, I know the time in life that we live right now, it's hard to say contagious. But the reality is just like a virus is contagious, anger is contagious. If you don't believe me, jump on social media for five to 10 minutes and see 
if someone else's anger and rage makes you angry or, or, or maybe be around someone who's angry and see if you don't get angry or maybe even be angry yourself and understand that other people around you are going to be angry themselves because of your anger. But you have to ask yourself, how do I know if my anger is righteous, Tito, or if it's sinful? Well, then I will respond with the fruit, the fruit of it. Let's see what the fruit of the Spirit actually is. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you are filled with the Spirit, then you have self-control. But if you are filled with yourself, then oftentimes or not, you'll find yourself completely out of control. Anything can upset you when you're filled with yourself. When I'm filled with myself, every little thing upsets me. I can even make things up that upset me all of a sudden. But when I'm filled with the Spirit, when I know I've been with my Jesus, I know that I've been in my Word, I know that the Spirit of God is just, oh, it's so full in me at that moment. Man, almost nothing can upset me. In fact, in fact, when I think about that, when, I, when I'm filled with His love and joy, I know that I'm also filled with His peace. And so ask yourself this, how do I get filled with God's Spirit? Well, you need to depend on God instead of depending on yourself. When you want to depend on God, all you need to simply do is do a simple little prayer. Here it is. Help me, God. I I'm depending on you. I don't want to depend on myself anymore. And as you do that, you'll find that he will fill you with the Spirit. And so what do you do? You stop. You pray. You love. And finally, let me say it this way. When you get angry, think about what is lovely. When you get angry, think about what is lovely. You know what is lovely? The idea that Jesus, who lived a beautiful life on this earth, loved, prayed for people, cared for people, uh, uh, was generous, compassionate, accepting. When he did all of those things, and what he got for it in the end was a death, a cruel death on a cross. I mean, he could have called legions of angels to come down and wreck all of his enemies. But instead, he chose to walk in humility. He chose to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, in patience. Ask yourself this question. Are you being patient with those around you? Are you being patient with someone's comment on social media? Are you being patient with your relationships in your life? Or are you just jumping out of control into anger? Because you're right. You just got to be right. You've got to teach everybody the truth. Meanwhile, you're wrecking your relationships. Your, your wife is angry at your, you. Your, your husband is. Your, your significant other's frustrated. Your relationships, you're, you're starting to ruin your relationships. You can't make a comment and all of a sudden there's all this stuff going on around you simply because you cannot control your response. You're reacting. You're impulsive. My challenge to you is to look at Jesus's example. Jesus, who could have done anything, he shows us exactly how to act in the fruit of the Spirit. And remember, when you get angry, think about what is lovely. Now, for some of you, if that's you, I just want to pray for you. But before I do, there's probably another group of you right now who are thinking, Tito, I, I've never had a relationship with Jesus. I want one desperately, but I don't even know what I need to do. And yes, I'm angry. I'm even maybe even angry at God and, and I've never had a relationship with him. And, and I'm, I feel like I'm on the edge and I'm telling you, be free. 
Start a relationship with Jesus today. Here, here's what you need to understand. That sin, the, the, the sin that we've all done, I've admitted so many times how much I've sinned just in the world, way of anger. But that sin, the scriptures teaches us, it, it creates a broken relationship with God. And, and so here we are with a broken relationship with the creator of the universe, our creator, our heavenly father. But God loved us so much that he made a way for us to come back in relationship with him. That's his son, Jesus. Someone had to pay the penalty for our sin. And so he sent his son who lived the perfect life. And then he died for it and he rose again, defeating death after taking on our sin. And so he wants to, he, he is the bridge maker for us to have a relationship with God. And he is simply saying, trust me as your savior. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And that's you. And you wanna make that decision today. Feel free right now to say, that's me on the live comments right now. And also I wanna pray for you. And just simply pray this in your heart. You pray it right now where you are. God, I need you, help me. Jesus, forgive me. I trust you as my savior and I choose to live for you all my life. And if you are struggling with anger and, and not feeling in control of your emotions, and you know that, you see it in yourself, I'm not calling you out, you're feeling that conviction in your heart. There's no guilt or shame. But, but, but if God's prompting you, then pray this right now. God, help me. I've allowed my anger in this season to get the best of me. I'm not controlling myself. I want to exemplify God, the fruit of the Spirit. Help me in Jesus' name, amen. And if that's you, if you just prayed that prayer and you're a believer, you love Jesus, but you know you need some help with, with, with your anger and you're asking for God right now, say, that is me on the comments right now. Because I know that I would be saying the same thing. So I'm telling you, that's me. I need help with my anger right now. I'm so grateful that you could just see a little portion in my life and maybe relate with that. So I love you. I'm praying for your summer. And just make sure that when you get angry, think about what's lovely.